welcome to the 172nd episode of the Crack Die Podcast. Hooray! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! That math doesn't add up. <laughs> well, maybe not in goblin math, but uh, you know. According to goblin math, it's cheddar. Oh, the cheddar episode. Sure. Of course. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Can't forget the cheddar. All right. Well, this brings up a very important question. What is everyone's favorite type of cheese? No, I hate this question. I mean, Sean's, he has a couple of favorites, but his answer is really just cheese. So it's true. It's true. Generally speaking, I have about five different kinds of cheeses in my fridge at any given time. So it's really hard for me to like nail that down. You know, when you walk into the grocery store and they have that cheese section and they have, they have like the exotic cheeses and you go to the discount section because it's like these itty bitty little blocks and they're, they're about to be expired. I go and I get like seven of those. And they end up spending like $60 on cheese. And I was like, what have I done to myself? But then by the end of the week, I'm constipated. So it's fine. <laughs> cool story, bro. Heidi, I can tell you the solution to that. All you got to do, get some of those Metamucil fiber pills, pop two of those in the morning, and you can eat all the cheese you want. Not that I know from facts. <laughs> Did you say Metamucil fire pills? Fiber. Fiber. Oh, that's different. Could be hot fire, depending on what you're spitting. I'll be honest with you. It's coming out of me like lava. <laughs> Is this what people are tuning in for? Yup. For Melissa McCarthy impressions. Yes. <laughs> My favorite cheese is pepper jack cheese. Ooh, that is a good one. I do love me a good pepper jack on a grilled cheese. Mm. I like pepper jack cheese generally, but you know, there's different times when you'd want something else. Like I also like goat cheese for just eating cheese and crackers or whatever, or brie. Brie's always good. Speaking of cheese, there was a restaurant in the mall that I would frequent called Cheese Boy. And it really wasn't a restaurant. It was like a kiosk and they would have cheese melts, too. So there's a difference between a grilled cheese and a cheese melt. And they would put the freshest whatever it was. I guess it wasn't really fresh, like fresh tomatoes, fresh basil, like big old juicy leaves of basil and then throw down some American cheese and fry that up. Well, this episode's canceled because I'm just going to go eat some cheese. Excuse me. <laughs> All right. Just blocks of cheese. You think he doesn't? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just need you to, to imagine Sean, like... I, I haven't witnessed this, but I suspect it's happened where he's just taken the wrapper, like peeled the wrapper back like you peel a banana and then just like, <laughs> like those like, eight, you know, 16 ounce blocks of cheddar that you can get. So fun fact, every time I leave from playing Frosthaven, the gas station that is like also like the farmer, like it has all the fried chicken and stuff. Royal Farms, Rofo. They happen to have little 16 ounce blocks of cheese wrapped in there. <laughs> Do you get a block of cheese for the ride? Yes. So my suspicion is correct. <laughs> oh, the confessions happen. I've never seen evidence of this cheese. So yes, it is just for the ride. It is gone by the time he gets home. I get rid of the evidence before I come inside because I don't want to be shamed by my wife. Sean, for that to work, you shouldn't confess on a publicly posted um, recording. Just saying. <laughs> I'm crying right now. <laughs> As the Universal uh, Council of Cheese Lovers, Tiep Solvo, <laughs> dear son, Tiep Solvo. So I just looked it up and 70% of the global population is lactose intolerant. <laughs> it sucks to be them. Oh. I'm so sorry for your loss of cheese. But apparently it varies wildly by ethnicity, 
which is interesting. Well, my favorite cheese are, are goat and gouda because I didn't get to share, but whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm with you on the goat cheese there. Oh, what was the cheese we... F- the, was it a goat cheddar that we found? Yes. So I generally don't like cheddar cheese, but we found a goat cheddar. And it was really good. That sounds delightful. Thanks, Weg. I think it was, it was either Wegmans or Whole Foods. So. It was a Wegmans. Fine. Thank you, Wegmans. That and oh my God, we had one year my mom got Sean cheese advent calendar from Aldi and it had a red pesto Gouda. Oh man. Oh yeah. Tasted just like pizza. It was just a block of pizza. <laughs> it was amazing. That sounds delightful. I would have to also say like a soft goat cheese and maybe this is like a nostalgia thing, but manchego also is a favorite. Good old manchego. You know, you could just put parm in anything too. You know that, right? Like like everything goes good with parm. Yeah. True. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. We need to get to, you know, playing Pathfinder. Otherwise, we'll, we will sit here and talk about cheese all day. We are no longer the Crack Die podcast. We are the cheese discussion podcast crack rind pass oh hey there yes. you go crack, crack rind <laughs> oh my god <laughs> well we found our first spin-off show ladies and gentlemen oh my <laughs> goodness gracious okay well last time we played this game you guys managed to wiggle your way through a small crevasse and you popped into this room where two gugs were watching a bat-like creature eat and attack ghouls that were dead. You guys came in here and started throwing your fists around because that's what y'all do. You don't talk to anyone. They looked evil, so you punched them. We smell them. They smelled evil. They gotta go. Yep. Then we started combat. You all did a lot of damage. One of the gugs cast darkness in the middle of the room to conceal themselves. And now it is top of round two. It is Soraya's turn and let's go. So I I think I mentioned this briefly before. I do not recall if we recalled knowledge on these guys or not. On the Gugs or the Draculi? I'm gonna go with the Gugs because it looks like there's one right in front of me. I mean, there is. (laughs) So I'd I'd like to know how how best to make sure he is not in front of me. Moving. Wow. (laughs) Or you could roll occultism. I'm gonna do that real quick because Sean is a jerk. I. 39. I don't like that. I very much do because that was a 19 on the die. Yeah, that was beautiful. I know. Gugs are chaotic, evil, large aberrations. You may ask me. Oh my goodness. Four questions. Okay, weaknesses? Nothing. Resistances? Nothing. Okay. Special attacks? They have a reaction called attack of opportunity. They are eerily flexible, meaning they can fit through spaces as if they were a medium creature, even though they're large. They have furious claws as a two action attack. They make four claw strikes. Each attack has to be against a different target. They all these attacks count toward the multiple attack penalty, but does not increase until after all four attacks are made. And they have rend. Okay. And that I assume is like destroys armor or something or? The monster hits the enemy with two consecutive strikes. The monster automatically deals that strike damage again to the enemy. Oh, Okay. It's like they put both their hands in and they pull apart and rip you a piece. Yeah, that sounds about right. Gross. They used to be like big with trolls. I don't know if trolls still have it. They used to. 
Um, weakest save. Weakest save would be their reflex save at a plus 17. Alrighty then. Also, just so everyone is aware, the Gugs currently have some conditions on them. So the Gug closest to Soraya is concealed, dazzled, flat-footed, and frightened one. The Gug closest to Twin Talon is clumsy one, concealed, dazzled, enfeebled, flat-footed, and sickened to three. We did that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Everything except the, for the concealment. And the Dekuli is concealed and flat-footed. So what is it that's concealing the Gug that's right in front of me? Because he's outside of that aura. Let's see. I don't remember. Because he also doesn't have the wom-wom effect that the others have. Like Twin Talon, the Dekuli, and the other Gug have like a visual effect. Oh, all right. Well, you know what? That is true. You are correct. I'm going to remove Concealed. Awesome. Hooray. Woo. Well, he's right up in my face. And apparently I have a whole bunch of necrotic bombs. Seems like that's what I prepared this morning. Also, just to let you all know, because you rolled so well, Christine, these are considered elite gugs. So their numbers are a little bit different, but everything I said, like the reflex save is still their worst with a plus 18. They're still not weak to anything. They're not resistant to anything. And the attacks are the same. Just the numbers are a little boosted for damage and whatnot. These are buffed gugs. Yes, they definitely hit the gym. <laughs> Alrighty then. Jim is the name of one of the dead dwarves over there. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm gonna pull out one of my necrotic bombs. Does drawing a bomb have the manipulate action? It has the interact. Which is a type of manipulate. Okay, so that means the gug will make an attack of opportunity at you. Ooh. I know. Uh, I forgot that that allows them to do that. Only because they're like right in your face, so. Yeah, I know. So I don't like being right in things' faces. It does not work well for me. Do not enjoy it. Well, this one has like two faces because it's like split in the middle. Yeah, they do kind of have like graboid faces. Yeah, well, here comes a claw. Do, 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 do. Here comes the claw. The claw. The claw. Strangers from the outside. I have been chosen. I don't know why there's two dice there, but. Like the lower one, just for funsies. Well, probably because one of them's concealed. Yeah, I'm concealed. So, because he's dazzled. Okay, so I rolled a 16 for a total of a 40. That'll hit you. And then I rolled a flat check and I succeeded. So let's do some damage. <laughs> Ooh, no, I don't like that. But it's just a regular hit. Except she'll be liberated. So that's 12 on the die for 27 points of piercing damage. Minus, is it 13 now? Let me quadruple check. It's your level plus two. So we're going to take 16. And Christine, you may take two steps if you'd like. Actually, everyone may step. Oh, that's right. Everyone within a certain radius of something. I forget, but... It's 15 feet of me, I believe. So that is everybody. I mean, it, it gets me out of the corner, but it doesn't get me out of its range, but that still works. All right. Anybody else want to move? Knife sword. Ooh, Twin Talon. No, Twin Talon's right where he wants to be, in the thick of murder. Same. Ooh is good, too. All right. I think our melee folks want to be where they <laughs> where they are. Yeah, they're pretty much where they want to be. Actually, is Taisani in that, or is she too far away? 15 feet. Let's measure. She's 20 of me. Okay, then never mind. 
How far can we move? You can take two steps. I was wondering, is it, can I get to southeast of Soraya? Yep, that's good. Okay. I rolled a 41 to hit the Gug. Um, hang on, let me carry the two, add that, uh, multiply that. Yeah, that's a crit. Yes! Oh, sweet! All right! <laughs> hey! Pretty cool! And let me draw my card. Bomb or spell, normal damage. The target is reduced in size as if subjected to a shrink spell until the end of its next turn. Huh, that's fun. <laughs> I mean, we can do that. Or can I choose not to and just do the double damage? I think with the cards, we were saying we, we got to do the cards if we're drawing the cards. Yeah. Okay. I will roll normal damage then. That's fine. That's fine. I can just half this. Okay. I'm just trying to see which one is better. I'll give you the better damage. I think it's probably going to be the 20. So 20 damage plus three splash. You could have it hit the other Gug, but it would also hit Brianna and Ooh. And I don't know if you want to do that. Last I checked, that gag is in between Brianna, Ooh, and Twin Talon. So I think I think they got this. I don't need to splash them with negative damage. I'm not sure Brianna would ever forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought like as a bomber, you can control where your splash heads, no? So I can either have it just hit the main target or I can expand it so it does a 10 foot or a 15 foot splash. Okay. Yeah. So, but that would catch you too. And I don't want to do that. Got it. Got it. Got it. You drew and you threw. Well, that's all one action because I'm a bomber. Oh, that's right. So I'm going to do it again for a 37. Ooh. That is a regular hit. Mash. I will never not say it that way, Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that is 19 damage and three more splash. So that's 22. I have a question. Why is that Gug flat-footed? Which one? The northern one. He's not anymore because Christine moved and Rob moved. Even if I add for the first attack, it's still a crit, and the second one is still a hit. So, okay. But thank you for pointing that out. I appreciate that. Pulling the curtain back. We took a little break in recording for reasons. Don't worry about it. For life reasons. Like for real, like good reasons. Just it's not last week, so I forget. If you want to know the exact number of days, it was forty-one days and eighteen hours ago. Sean's been counting. <laughs> I think I think uh, Hero Forge does that first, or Hero Lab. Here, no, sorry, Foundry. Thank you. I can't brain. One of them there Forges. <laughs> yeah, one of them there Forges did it. <laughs> Not to spoil anything, but one of the maps is also called the Forge, so that's going to get real fun. Oh God, that's like four Forges. <laughs> At that point, we just spell Forge with a U. <laughs> Yo, dog, I heard you like Forges, so I put Forges in your Forges. Put a Forge in your Forge, so you can Forge. Forge. <laughs> Ooh, let the nitpicking begin. All right. Is that it, Christine? Yes, that is it for me. I'm very sad I couldn't kill him. He's just near death. Matt. Okay, so I remember nothing, but there is a dude in between myself and the two melee ladies, so I will target. Melee ladies. <laughs> Who's that lady? Stabbing lady. All right, here we go. Oh, jeez, that's not a great sound that I heard. I liked it. So I rolled an eight to hit, and then my concealment check rolled a 17 for my DC five, but I'll take it. And he's got to have precise debilitation on him at this point. Like, there's no way that's not true. Oh, yeah. So it's 44 plus the 2d6. So 54 damage. Oh, my goodness. 54? All right, it's still ticking. Boo. Oh, that is a critical hit but a failure on the concealment. Although the concealment is a d20. Yeah, I want to use my hero point on that. All right, go ahead and reroll that. Just need a five or higher. Oh. What the fuck? Roll a natural one. All right. Boo, I hate when that happens. Ugh. 
Why are these guys concealed? That's like because it's dark. Yeah, they cast darkness. We had a way to like dissipate it. Oh, that's right. So dark vision doesn't see through it. Yeah. <sighs> All right. And then you're going to go for that third attack. <laughs> I mean, I could. They're very beat up, but I think what I'm going to do instead. Taysani's going to take a five foot flap there. So now she is flanking the gug with Rihanna and Ooh. And Twin Talon's going to use preparation. So he's basically spending an action to give himself an extra rogue reaction during other people's turns. Uh, yeah, you do. Very nice. You're doing that thing, aren't you? Yeah, I love looking at my character sheet and be like, oh, right, I have that ability. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> so angry. All right, prepared yourself. He's prepared. <laughs> it's now my turn, which means I get to do something. So first off, this Gug is going to, ooh, I can do that. Yay, yay, I get to do something fun. <laughs> I'm nervous. All right, Furious Claws. So this is the Gug to the north here. It's going to make four claw strikes, force different opponents. It's not the Gug to the north. This is the Gug to the south. Because when I mouse over it, the one to the south's health pops up. Oh, you're right. Boo! It can still try to hit three of us. I know, but that's less good. Yep, it is less than four. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a regular claw strike against Mr. Talon. Of the twin? Of the twins. Here we go. Oh, sickened is a minus three status penalty, and feebled is a minus one, so we'll keep the minus three. That's a critical miss. Yes! But... Sean, if it makes you feel any better, you did manage to get your concealment, so good for you. Thanks. <laughs> I tried so hard. This is an unarmed attack. I hit every creature adjacent to you except the target. <laughs> so you hit Brianna and Ooh, and also the Dekuli. Yes. So let's do damage on the Dekuli. I mean, are we concealed? You are concealed, so I will roll flat checks against all of you as well. So if I hit the Dekuli, it's going to be 26 points of damage. Here we go. Let's see what I roll as a flat check. 13. The Dekuli is going to take 26 points of damage. All right, let me roll the 2d20 now just to see if I hit. This one is for Brianna. And the second one is for, ooh, a six will hit Brianna. So they both hit and then, oh, it's just one damage roll. So you're also taking 26 points of damage. I cannot liberate again if memory serves, but I can throw my shield up for both of us. Can I? You can liberate again. You have one reaction to do with whatever you like. You have one reaction that is just for liberation and one reaction that is the shield block. Okay, then I will liberate for ooh. All right, and how much are we? Liberating, it's 16. All right, so that's 10 damage to ooh. Is that her first amount of damage in this combat? Thank you, I love you! Yeah, no worries. That's what I'm here for. All right, next. Uh, oh, it's still my turn. I still get, I have multiple actions. I forgot that. Yeah, you can crit miss a lot more. Uh, all right, second claw right at Twin Talon's face. I do like how Ooze still unharmed, even though she took 10 damage. Like she has so many hit points that it doesn't even register. Well, she also has 10 hit points because of... Uh, oh, from rage. Jeez. From rage, yeah. All right, here we go, here we go. Here we go now, here we go now. That didn't sound good. That's a critical miss. Yes. But you did roll another 16 on your uh, concealment check, so. He hits himself, woo! Brutal collision. Attempt a fortitude save against, I'm gonna say Matt's class DC. If I succeed, I am stunned one. If I fail, I am stunned two. And Matt, what is your class DC? That's a great question. It's 33. So a 28 is less than that, which means I am 
stunned two. I don't appreciate this at all. And then I lose my third action, correct? Correct. You become senseless. You can't act while stunned. Stunned and using case of value, which case how many total actions you lose, possibly over multiple turns from being stunned. Thanks for asthma, mommy. Actually, it just says at the start of your turn, reduce your number of your gain by your stun value, then reduce your stun value by the number of actions you lost. Oh, so at the start of the turn, I would lose two, so. But I mean, you're currently stunned. Stunned is you cannot act, but you don't lose stun until the beginning of your turn. So I think stun just ends your turn and then you can't reduce it until next turn. Stun is tough. Oh God. You know, it's been like 40 days since I've had to say this and you know, now I'm terrified. (laughs) Robert, it is your turn. Okay. I'm going to cast intervention at the guy that's right in front of me. Innervation or intervention? I'm going to have an intervention. Okay. Buddy, we've been worried about you. An intervention about his innervation. All right. Let's see if I can make a fortitude save. Doesn't look good. That's a seven. That's a failure. Hooray! (laughs) So let's see. A failure creature takes 48 persistent negative damage and becomes drained one. Sheesh. So let me just roll that for you. It's persistent, so it actually happens on his turn. But he is drained. Okay. That's a bad status effect to have. Yeah. You lose hit points equal to your level. And then with my last action... I'm just going to cast one of these puppies. Magic Missiles, I believe they're called. Ooh. Magica Missile, as the French would say. We're going to do a third level of Magic Missile for eight damage. All right. Wham. Very nice, Rob. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I didn't think it was so nice. Well, you know what? No, what? We did. So there. We thought it was nice. Okay, whoever's turn it is. <laughs> it's the Dekuli's turn. The Dekuli just got turned on by his friend. His friend just whacked him. That's true. I was there. I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he going to let that stand? (laughs) You going to take that? No, it's not going to take that. So it bites at Twin Talon. (laughs) You made your concealment, but you missed your attack. (sighs) All right. And then a 10 foot by 10 foot area. The Dekuli, not that you can really see it. We can. Okay. <laughs> it disappears. Legasp. I would like to take an attack of opportunity. Can I do that? It's too far away. Oh, bitches. So it disappears? Yep. It was like an outline in the darkness, and then it just went away. Okay. Is this going to be our white whale? Is this thing going to come back? I don't want to say this either. Brianna, it is your turn. Hello. It is my turn. I feel like Brianna will kind of look between the two hulking shapes in the darkness that her friends are all pummeling. She figures that between Ooh and Twin Talon, they can handle the southernmost one. So she will turn to the one north and make eye contact with her bestie, Taysani, and do some flanking nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you flat foot it again, Sean? Yeah, I can. I don't want to. It actually should automatically add it if it's flanked. Go ahead and make your attack roll. Okay, roll. Does a 32 hit? Yes, absolutely. Excellent. Damage. How is 30 points of damage? So you just rolled two sixes on 2d6, which is max damage. It is holy damage. It is positive. Yeah, it's going to take all of that. Excellent croissant. The positive is still against undead. Oh shit, you're right. It doesn't matter. So it doesn't take that four. 
It's an aberration? Was that right? Yes, it is an aberration. Okay. You still kill it. Excellent. So Brianna makes eye contact with Tesani. She'll nod and then she will like raise her scimitar. It kind of like glows in, in the half darkness and she'll like hop up onto one of its knees hop up onto its elbow and then swoosh, take its head right off and then like be cool and somersault back into position and pose because she, she's a poser. There's always time to pose. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first action. For her second, she will turn around to face the creature. And I believe I am flanking with Twin Talon this time. Uh, yes. So let's strike again. Aha! You hit. You hit. I hit. Deal your damage. The damage is 13. 13. Does she get a plus two because I'm there with my martial aura? Heidi's absolutely right. So that would cancel out the two, so it's 15. All right. Well, thanks, Heidi. You're welcome. I would like to reactive murder if it's not dead. <laughs> it is not dead. Looks like that preparation is coming in handy. I rolled two 12s. Woo! So that is a critical hit, looks like, for a 40. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yes! I prepared for this. Headshot, triple damage. Crit effect, the target must succeed at a fortitude save or die. We'll see if it's alive. I don't think it's going to be alive anyway. Oh my God. No, no, I don't think so either. So that's 70 before the precise debilitation. Actually, that's not true. So it's 35 plus 7 is 42 because critical is only going to do it times two. It's not going to do times three. So 42 times three is 100. 35? 136. Sheesh. 136, yeah. Would you like to describe how you splatter this gug all over the wall? So the gug is stunned. It smashed its open neck mouth into the wall or something. Brianna knocks it backwards. And as it stumbles backwards, Twin Talon just stabs it over and over again in the areas where the lungs he's assuming are until he hears just that bubbling noise and it collapses to its knees and then falls sideways. And then he whips around looking for the Dekuli because he knows it's still here somewhere. Brianna would like to take a moment and just like look at her friend and be like, you, you're scary. I'm in the darkness. <laughs> you have one more action, Haya. Oh, I do. My bad. Is there any way I can like make a perception check to like see if I can see its shadow or? Yes, it is called the seek action. All right, all right. I will seek. And that would just be a perception roll. Perception versus their stealth DC. 28. You don't see any traces of it. Hmm. All right. That's my turn. Yeah. Heidi. Ooh, it says, who turned out the lights? <laughs> and starts getting really handsy with the world around her. Hi, <laughs> that's my boob again. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize it was you. And then starts grabbing a little bit more. <laughs> it's just without me. I uh, don't know what to do. You can also seek if you want. Or... Yeah, I guess so. I guess I also will go ahead and for some baddies. Because then she turns to the left and she turns to the right and she can't see shit, I guess. I guess, right? She's in the, the sphere of darkness. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> 20! <laughs> nope. No, I dare. You can seek as many times as you want, up to three times per round, if you want. Can I? All right. I choose to do that three times for a total of 30. <laughs> nope. Still don't know where it is. Gets down real close to the ground, starts sniffing around. <laughs> Come on! 26. 
Nope. <laughs> I can't see anything! All right, top of round three. Soraya, it is your turn. Let's see if someone can figure out where this thing is. I'm going to try to seek. Okay. Come on, Soraya. What do your elf eyes see? <laughs> 34? Nothing. Damn. damn God damn. Turns out it's not here anymore. Yeah, right? Can you imagine? My other thought, you have... You know, yeah, I'm going to do a dome, and I'm just going to wing a bomb at, like, this spot here, because I get a 15-foot splash. I can't think of the word. Cone? Cone, thank you. And I'm just going to hope. All right, make an attack roll. So 43, I'm aiming for here. Yeah, Matt, give me a perception roll. Okay. Is this uh, visual perception or something else? It is visual perception. Damn. Oh. That was a 46. That's a natural 20. That's the best I can do. Damn. Well, I was going to tell you the only way you're going to actually see anything is if you roll the natural 20. So there you go. So as the splash, you see flecks of what type of bomb did you throw, Christine? Necrotic. And what does your necrotic bomb look like? Well, let's see. I think there's actually a description of it somewhere. Necrotic bombs combine reagents, let's be disgusting at best and unholy at worst, creating life-sucking miasma upon contact with the air. So yeah, it's probably like ash and ichor and pus and nastiness in a bottle. Okay, great. So you see this like vaguely pussy yellow brown black speckled bomb explode and you get out of the way of it twin talon but you do see that there is a slight 10 by 10 foot square that it like coats almost like a glass house and like slides to the ground but doesn't seem to affect anything inside of it and I will bring the creature back. I will unhide them because Matt knows where it is, but it is still invisible. It hasn't even moved. It's still where it was. Okay. I'm like, it's still right here. Does negative damage affect this one? You don't know. Well, if it does, it would take the splash damage. Right, right. But again, you know when you're in a car and the water just hits the windshield and it kind of like slicks off? That's what it looks like with the vials. It looks like this creature's in like a glass cage of emotion. <laughs> Same. <laughs> All right. So you have one more action, Christine. I mean, if Twin Talon calls out, it's right here. It hasn't moved. And this seems to be in a glass cage of emotion. I have some thunderstones that I will throw because they do sonic damage. So I'm going to do that. A 31 will still miss. And again, you see the splash kind of hit the glass. Well, this is sonic damage. This is a different bomb. Right. So you see the little sound weight. Like, again, I kind of always imagine this as like a Saturday morning cartoon. A really twisted Saturday morning cartoon. But like, <laughs> you know, like in the X-Men cartoon, when anyone did Sonic, you saw those rings come out. So you kind of see those like sound waves rippling through the darkness and they hit that edge again and they just kind of like flow over it. Did it like go to a pocket dimension? Or like, does it have a shield of some kind? Christine, I'm going to give you a hero point for the pocket dimension. Oh? Because that's exactly what it did. Nice. Good job, Christine. They used an ability called Create Shadow Sanctuary. Okay. What does that do? The creature creates an extra dimensional space adjacent to itself in any 10 foot by 10 foot area of darkness. And since this whole area is darkness, it created the 10 foot by 10 foot area here. It steps into it and is unaffected by any attack. Lovely. How long does that last? Or is that just as long as they keep it up? It lasts for an entire day, but 
it only has 15 hours of air. So if you stand here for 16 hours, it will start to suffocate. All right. Can we just dispel the darkness and like get rid of the sanctuary? If you were to dispel the darkness. If the area overlaying the shadow sanctuary becomes illuminated by magical light, the extra-dimensional space can no longer be accessed and the Dekuli is trapped within until the area is once again in darkness. Oh, wow. Okay. So we could starve or suffocate it out. Yeah. The Dekuli can try to extinguish a magical light by obscuring its sanctuary once per day by attempting to counteract a light effect with its in- darkness innate spell. Although, if it already did the darkness innate spell, if that's what caused the darkness, then it doesn't have it anymore. Fun fact, if it dies when in there, the extra space collapses and it immediately expels the body. <laughs> well then. However, if the area is illuminated, the corpse won't pop out until it's dark again. <laughs> so there's just a suspended, like, Dekuli corpse. Yeah, I mean, if it's in an extra-dimensional space, I don't know what we're supposed to do to it. I think we just got to leave. Also, the Dekuli is a 10 by 10 creature, and it only makes a 10 by 10 space, so. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to be in there with it. Cuddle time. Struggle snuggles. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a door to our east. I've got an idea, but I don't know if it'll work. Oh, boy. You say it's a pocket dimension, so he's not affected by attacks, right? Correct. But is the pocket dimension itself affected by things? Like, is it a physical object? No. It can't be moved. Correct. And the darkness is just like a magical darkness, not like a fog or anything, right? Correct. Okay, still thinking. Once it's in the sanctuary, you just can't get it. It's got to come out on its own. Is there a way to, like, trap the area around it so we can go off and do our thing, but we have dealt with an evil creature? You guys are pretty on top of what this is. You have Knife Sword. You have everyone together. So I'm assuming after a few minutes, you can dispel the darkness and get rid of the darkness, which means it's going to be trapped in there. I mean, the darkness lasts for one minute anyway. Like, that's all it is. So we will drop out of combat. Yeah. And if someone just casts light in the room, light lasts, I think, forever in this version of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll say that was a successful combat. You guys beat everything and essentially trapped the Dekuli. So... You see a a large stone double door to your east. Let me give you the description of this room again, because it's been a hot minute. Mm-hmm. 41 days. Two dry fountains sit in the center of this 30 foot high domed roof chamber. Noxious looking patches of sticky fungus grow in thick tangles around each fountain, while the walls bear carvings of dwarves engaged in lively debate. The carvings are damaged and practically obscured with swaths of mold. Is there anything we can try to read and make out? Yeah, so we're going to go into exploration mode and I will start just on the top of my list here. Christine, what would you like to do? I will investigate the carvings. All right, great. Next is Haya. I think Brianna will look around her friends to see who is hurt and go ahead and heal whoever is. Oh, Brianna, so hurt. <laughs> so hurt over here. Uh-huh. Anybody else hurt? <laughs> uh, twin talents hurt a little bit. Knife sword and ooh look okay. Everyone else looks like they've taken a little bit. I think I feel a cold coming on. <laughs> I believe that Soraya has a torch or is providing light. I should be providing dim light. It's the exorcism thing. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, cool. I was like, why are you glowing? So, Haya, it looks like Brianna, Twin Talon, and Soraya all have a little bit of damage on them. I'm trying 
trying to remember again it's been a hot minute since i played this character there was a way that i could like group heal is that right like ward medic or something yeah you can do two at once i have a question i have an effect called clumsy from my staff of greater necromancy but i can't find where on the staff that that would be a thing i should have a plus two circumstance bonus to identify necromancy magic but i don't see anything about having a debuff where's that coming from what size is the staff is it for large creatures because it's the giant's staff two-hand d8. I don't know what that means. They don't really have sizes for gear anymore. So they do, but it's kind of hidden. Like, and the only reason I say is because there, there is a giant barbarian who uses a large-sized weapon, and because it is too big, they are clumsy while they use it. So it's just like a thing that's like, if the thing is too large for you to normally use, you get clumsy. So I'm guessing if that staff is from that giant necromancer that we fought in the quarry, that's probably why. But if it's not from them, I don't know why you would have it. It is. It is a large staff. I just found in the description what size it is. Oh, okay. Yep, and if I switch it to a small staff, it's fine for him. Will that fit in my knapsack of the halfling? Halfling kind? Yes, absolutely. So can I just put that away? Because I thought I was using the staff of power. Okay. I can't charge both of them at the same time. You can only charge one staff a day. So it's the other staff that I'd rather use. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. One staff in the hand is worth two in the bush. Yeah, I just, I'm just picturing myself with like, I've got ski poles or something. I'm like walking around with both these staffs. So he's dragging a telephone pole behind. He's like, wee! He's <laughs> like a dog that's found a way stick that's way too big. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it fits. It definitely like fits for my, you know, my idiom. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there we go. You are no longer clumsy. Heidi, what would you like to do while Brianna is taking care of people and Soraya is looking at carvings? Well, who's sad? Because she's not getting tended to? No, 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 no. Hang on. I was trying to say before we all start jumping in, as a master of medicine, I can heal up to four people. So Brianna would likely just say, everybody who needs healing, please gather around. I'll tend to you. Who has this little cut on her finger and she's just holding it. And you know, like when a child goes up to an adult and is like, I just got this little cut on my finger and it really, really hurts, but nothing's bleeding. It's bleeding right there. I can see it, but nothing's bleeding. It's like, oh, <laughs> Brianna, I need, I need, I need healing. Yes. You absolutely do. I, I have a, a bandage just for you. Hang on. Is it kisses? <laughs> um, uh-huh. It's staples. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, if you think that wound is that bad, we should probably staple it shut, right? <laughs> Let me get my staple gun. So I guess I'll sit there and just, like, come up with all the different things that Brianna can heal but aren't actually wrong. Okay. <laughs> Brianna will calmly be, mm -hmm, uh oh, yes, uh-huh. Matt, what is Twin Talon doing for the next 10 minutes? Twin Talon is receiving healing, because I'm pretty sure we said that if you're getting healing, you can't do anything else. Or if you're doing something else, you can't get healing. So I would like some healing. Also, that's cool that that gets better with your proficiency in medicine, which is very on brand for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. So super cool. So I targeted Ooh first. Ooh gets 33 points of healing back. Of the zero that she was down. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. So 15 for Twin Talon. I will top you up if you need it. Who else is hurt? Soraya. I'm doing things and Jasper has an ability that can heal me anyway. Okay. Christine, can you please either roll society, lore, history, dwarven lore, or that's it. I'm going to go with society. 
for a 25. That's enough. Okay. So as you look at the etchings, it looks like the dwarves are engaged in a lively debate. So as you look at the etchings, you see that it looks like this room was probably used as like a meeting hall or a debate hall for dwarves that lived here before it fell into a rune. You can see that the black mold that is kind of spiderwebbing all over this place is obscuring a lot of it. This used to be a, a, a meeting hall, a debate hall, a political hall. So what ability does Jasper have? That's cool, that he can heal people? He can heal anybody? I think so. I have to look at his actual familiar abilities. I was gonna dig up which one it is. Because he can change every day. Restorative Familiar, 1d8 times 7. Draw upon your familiar's animating energy to heal yourself. I'm not sure if it's anybody, it might just be me. Your familiar can use two actions of the Concentrate Trait to give up some of its animating energy to heal you. Okay, so it's once per day. Once per day, your familiar can use two actions, and it's only you, and it's a number of hit points equal to 1d8 times half your level. So that's cool. So you can still do like 78 or 68. What level are we? 14. So the way it's written, I roll a d8 and then multiply it by seven. It's weird that it would be like that since everything else is multiple d8s, but I agree that that's what it says. 1d8 times half your level, minimum 1d8. So that's 21, which I think is very close to what I took anyway. I didn't take a whole lot of damage. Yeah, you guys handled that pretty well. Anybody have any questions about the Dwarven? I mean, they're not here now. Looks like they're all ghouls. Sean, did we come from that crevice in the west? Is that where we came from? Yes. Okay. So the door to the east is the only way out of here beyond where we came from. That made me giggle. What, that we came from a crevice? Yes. <laughs> Not to blow your mind, Dra, but we did. All right. <laughs> we all did. All right, so once the healing is completed, I guess Fatal's going to check that door to the east to make sure there's no traps or nobody beyond it that we should be aware of. All right, give me a perception check and make it secret. All right. Nothing in the Darklands is safe. So as you listen to the door, you hear the only way that I can describe it is it sounds like someone's eating a bag of chips. Munchies and crunchies? Yeah, you hear crunching. Ah, ah. Does this sound like anything we've heard before? No. Okay. Because like, I remember that when we were in the Temple of Phrasma in the basement, there was a <laughs> we were listening to like slurping sounds. We're like, what is that noise? We opened up and it was the ghouls eating the bones. All right. So I'll turn back and I'll be like, there's something over there, but it sounds like somebody eating something. You actually hear multiple, so you can guess there's more than one. You're not sure how many, but there's definitely more than one. Okay, so I'm going to guess it's probably more of this. Because when we came in, like they were eating corpses, right? The Dekuli was eating corpses. The Gugs were just cheering it on. Yeah, so it could be more Dekulis. I don't know. We should clean up while we're here. I mean, this is the way through. Everybody ready? This is the way. As ready as we can ever be. I would like to rage. You'd like to rage? I could just be raging. <laughs> would you like to share that rage with anyone? Anybody want to get slapped? Let's go. <laughs> I would like you to do your Dread Marshal stance. I can do both things. Wait, wait, rage me. Yeah, come on. <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> and the spellcaster can't cast spells. That's what we want. <laughs> Next sword is the Rage Mage. <laughs> that was a cool class back in the day. And I take my Dread Marshal. Oh no, did you really Rage me? Yeah, I did. Oh no. <laughs> you asked. Wanted it. <laughs> hey, when you Rage, you get over a hundred hit points with your temporary hit points. Can we just wait here a minute? Till I calm down? <laughs> You're too hype. No time. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna leap into action. <laughs> I'm gonna bite their ankles. All right, let's go. I've succeeded. Let's go! 
I'm hot, I'm hot, let's go. Matt, the other thing you notice is that, so it's a double door and the crack between the two doors looks like there's a lot of that black fungus. The fungus among us. Yes, kind of like leaching through the door. It's growing. All right, Gentile's going to take his bandana and pull it up around his face, his mouth and nose as a precaution. And then he's going to wait for everybody to kind of queue up here and then he will try to very carefully open the door, keep some element of surprise. Brianna will step in front of Taisani and have her shield raised. Do you want to step in front of the door, though? Lol, that was weird. <laughs> okay, yes, the door would be great. <laughs> I don't know why my brain thought the door was up there. All right. It's hard, it's hard to see sometimes. Because it's just a solid black line. Yeah. Okay. All right, Matt, if you'd like to open the door, you can. Oh, more googs. Oh, googs. More googs. 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 Who would like to rush in? Oh, well, hang on, hang on. Let me read something and then you can rush in. Give me my box text. The floor of this grand chamber and the foyer beyond is riddled with cracks. A black mold-like growth spills out over these cracks, connecting in a web of tendrils accented with twitching bulbs. Doors lead out of this room and its adjoining hall in several locations. Two rubble-choked stairwells lead up to collapses of stones to the east. As you look through, you see three gugs standing around, picking some of this mold off the ground and crunching on it. Why is the mold so crunchy? They're actually sitting down and lounging with their backs to the door across the room. So they're not facing us? They are facing you. There is a door directly behind. You can see the the top of a door frame over here. Got it. Okay. That guy is lounging with his back on the door, and then the other two are just kind of like hanging out, chatting. This is the break room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, ooh, you can run in, but we're going to see what happens next week. Oh, my gosh. Uh, of course. That's a good place to stop. I guess. Just before we all die. Yeah, right? Nah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yay. There's a hallway. There's a bunch of doors. We're going to run in to fight these gugs. The doors are going to open. We're going to get a flutter from behind. It's going to be perfect. What a way to go. Oh, don't worry. I'll open the doors first, and then they can't flood in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Bye, everybody. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Cracked Die Podcast. Please visit us at crackeddiepodcast.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Tabletop Audio. Visit them at tabletopaudio.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tabletop Audio. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at at EditingNate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in making this. If you would like to join our Patreon, please visit us at patreon.com slash crackeddiepodcast. 